Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Big country, great show lined out today. The Browns are just getting destroyed by COVID. We'll talk about that. Steph Curry, the three-point leader, your power rankings for today. And then we're also bringing back um second round of our new segment, would you rather with some great ones? Don't be afraid to hop in the chat, send us a DM, Twitter, right here on the call-in app if you're listening live. be a great place to do it. We'll get to some of those at the end of the show. But I do think we need to start right there uh, with what's going on with the Cleveland Browns and all the players. I, the last time I checked, I put it in the notes yesterday. I was working on the show, and it was at eight. Eight players. Yeah. Now it's up to 14 players and two coaches have tested positive. Now, um, if they do, if they're vaccinated and they have two negative tests, they can still play on Saturday because this game is scheduled for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just the hits keep rolling for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is like, it's at 14 as of 10 minutes ago. So it's one of these situations here where we're looking at it and going, is there going to be more added to the list? And is it going to get to a point where the NFL looks at it as well and goes, Ooh, Maybe we should cancel this game because the Browns are completely depleted right now. Yeah, and I was um, I put that in the rundown because a lot of people, for some reason, you and I both have a lot of Browns fans on Twitter uh, that we interact yeah. with. I know I've heard you say that before, and I do too. And a lot of people are calling for the NFL, or sorry, the NBA, NFL. Let me get the league right. The NFL to postpone this game and maybe even do what they did last year and move it to like a Monday or a Tuesday. There are talks that the NFL is not even considering it, that they won't even talk about it, that this game is being played on Saturday as scheduled. And this is why, you know, last year we even talked about it a little bit when this happened too, of why did you even expand rosters if you're just going to move games around and and things Mm -hmm. like that? This year, I think the NFL's standing firm and they're saying, we gave you expanded playoff or sorry, practice squad rosters. You're going to have to use them. (laughs) So good luck. I mean, last year the Denver Broncos played without a quarterback that's true i think the cleveland browns are going to have to play uh this saturday with you know they have case keenum as a backup so i guess at least you have a solid backup but it is kind of crazy how hard they've been hit and it is wednesday morning so there is still time for these guys to have two negative tests and, and play i also have to admit i love the chaos that you're down so many players yeah i mean and that's the thing too like you mentioned, it's kind of the fun part of it here with the Browns. But at the same time, like, man, they've been banged up all year. Like, it's just been one thing after another for them. And now you got to deal with this. And they're, you know, competing for a spot in the division to, like, maybe possibly win the division and then make it to the playoffs. And it's like every time they get somewhere, they, they get a win. It's just like, never mind, here we go. And now you're sitting here with 14 positive COVID tests. With two coaches, and the coaches, one of them is their head coach. Right. Didn't this happen last year with him as well? Or did I make that Maybe. up? I feel like he had He missed it. the game, yeah. Right? Because they had to because go to of COVID. I don't remember for sure. I'm not 100% committed on that one. But I think you're right to where he missed a game, and they had to have somebody else come in. 
and do it. And I did see a report even this morning that he is vaccinated and even has had his booster too. So maybe he'll get those two negative tests that he needs. I really like Kevin Stefanski. I do too. So I'm like rooting for him. I for feel bad. Here's the truth from yesterday. When they hired him, I had no idea who he was. So I tweeted out like, who? Like, who is now this guy? <laughs> now I know. Now I think he's one of the best coaches, I would say, in the AFC. In the NFL is maybe a little bit rich. We'll see how he does. But I think he's done a really good job with that roster. And they're winning games with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. Yeah. Like, give him a good quarterback and let's see what happens there. Give him, like, a Justin Herbert where they can swing yeah. the ball down the field while getting hit in the back. That'd be pretty nice. I bet Kevin Spence and looking at that like, ooh, that'd be really cool. That'd be fun to have. Yeah. Or, you know, a Justin Fields or <laughs> anyone. Or, yeah, that is- like we've talked about before, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if y'all go back go. and look at that draft class, Josh Allen was pretty damn good. You Probably. think Freddie Kitchens looks at it and was like, you gave me freaking Baker? This <laughs> yeah. kid didn't know how to show up early enough. Right? I don't know. He was there, though, so he was probably on board with it. But it's not just the Cleveland Browns that are being hit by it either. Um, I was trying to like keep up with it yesterday after we did the show and see which players were testing positive. There, there were too many. I think we're up to over 70 players have been added to the COVID list this week. Just in the NFL, correct? Yeah, just in the NFL. Yeah. And we had it on the rundown yesterday, but I don't think we really went into it. Like, it's affecting more than just football right now, too. Like, oh, yeah. Basketball is being affected. Hockey's being affected. Yeah, I got a I notification uh, yesterday. I think it was for the Nets game. It's like, oh, Kevin Durant will play tonight, so they have eight players. They can play. Like, what the hell is going on? The Chicago Bulls have had mm-hmm. uh, games postponed and moved. And a little more flexibility in the NBA and NHL 100%. to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's crazy. It's really, it's ramping up. You keep yourself safe out there. I kind of came up with a theory last night, and it's going to sound so crazy. Oh, it God. might actually make sense. The NFL is trying to get ahead of like positive COVID cases now, so it doesn't affect anybody in the playoffs. <laughs> you think so? To where it's like they have the antibodies. They're I gonna, knew gonna you were going to come in today with some kind of weird conspiracy theory against the NFL. No positive tests in the playoffs for the NFL. COVID is gone by the time the playoffs get here. It all happened right here in week 15 and 16. <laughs> yeah. Still four weeks left, though. I mean, you yeah. can get it again. And then you still got week 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like once you have it, the antibodies are there. It was weird, though. And I... I it's always weird because on Saturday and Sunday, you don't get positive COVID tests. It just, it's like it doesn't happen. Yeah, and then it's just Monday, Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday rolls around this week and it's like everyone has Odell it. Beckham tested positive. Yeah. So he didn't have it yesterday when he's doing a touchdown celebration with his entire teammates in the end zone? Maybe that's Ooh. when he got it. Maybe. The Ooh. touchdown celebration. It is weird. I'm not a doctor and I don't want to turn into like a Joe Rogan podcast. Well, I'll take the money. If, if yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. To each their own. I'm vaccinated. It's, it is just weird that it only happens on Monday and Tuesday in the NFL. And now a little bit on Wednesday, but it also could be like, yeah, we're already kind of rolling with this thing. So let's just reveal what else we have. And I'm also throwing out that conspiracy theory with like, a, I just wonder, I'm not wholeheartedly believing that like i want to make sure i put that in there as well yeah because you uh you do that sometimes well you know the moon landing you'll say you say things and it's like oh i i believe this, this is what's going on i gotta and then find later a way to, you will tell me and it's like no i was just throwing it out there yeah i don't know how to communicate that in a way of like yo this is what i've heard mm-hmm. yeah but as far as the nfl uh the browns not the only team hit hard 
by this. The Rams are another team that have been that's been hit pretty hard by it. I don't think that they're going to postpone games. It, it doesn't sound like they're going to do it for the Browns, who have, I, I think, 14 players and two coaches tested positive on this it's, COVID list. And so they play the Raiders on Saturday, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I also bet the NFL is like, yo, no one cares about that freaking game. Or thank God it's on a Saturday, so we don't got to worry about. But it's like it's on a, it's one of their primetime games, though. Like these Saturday games are, they do very well because there's nothing else on. That's a good point. You're getting like what are they? They're calling it like the Monday night doubleheader on Saturday. What? I get it. Like ESPN, because like ESPN has like, it. Their rights to the game is the Monday night football game, and now they get a Saturday game. It's just stupid. Just call it Saturday night yeah. football or whatever. Come up with some new cool name. Thursday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football. Just name it Saturday night football. But Live then, from New York. It's Saturday <laughs> night football. Or do something like that. I don't know. It's that just actually stupid. would be hilarious. They probably they probably won't do that because they have to use the initials S and F, and NBC's going to have that with Sunday night football. Yeah. So ESPN's like, we're not about to copy them. We're freaking better than NBC. Yeah. And which are they? Well, NBC better than? Like, which one? Like, if you ranked the networks, how do they go? I would probably put, well, because ABC and ESPN are one together. Mm-hmm. So they would probably have to be at the top. And then you go CBS, NBC, or NBC, CBS? I'd probably go Fox. Really? I don't like CBS. I, d- I don't like um, Tony Romo. So CBS is coming in at the bottom. <laughs> one person ruins an entire network. <laughs> yes. Because, Fox, okay. I mean, if you're watching a CBS game, he's probably doing one of them. Like sometimes yeah, I like uh, when Kevin Harlan does it. Yeah, I do too. I like them. I, there are a lot of good guys on CBS, but I don't like Tony Romo. <laughs> I, I don't expect everybody to join in on that. But no, I that's think fine. They, that's fine. He's so annoying to listen to in games. And I like so Jim CBS Nance. is last for you. And we get it, Tony Romo. You golf. You don't have to make everything about golf. Like even them talk and Jim Nance, like the voice of golf as well. He will try to work in golf into any conversation that he can the pressure this they're, moment they're kicking a uh, a field goal it's like this is like a chip shot right jim you know this like golf yeah <laughs> i think jim nance is even sitting there like we get it tony like <laughs> stop it stop trying to make golf happen on the play call <laughs> that's tony romo for you not everybody hates him you used to like him have i ruined that for you no, I'm still fine with them. There were uh, a couple weeks ago I was listening to a game he was doing, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, Tony, like stop with the like the animated noises. Like the, uh, if there's a fumble, you pretty much have to mute the TV. I don't I don't know, Jim. That I think it's slipping out right there. Oh nope, he was down. He was down, Jim. Yeah. Still their ball. So now they got two minutes left, two timeouts. What are they gonna do? This is what I would do. So uh-huh. Shut up, Tony. You know what? Maybe I do now. Thank you. You ruined this for me. Anytime, you know, if God I can damn. be that thief of joy and, and make you see the reality of things, I'll take on that response. I'll start calling you mom. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's weird. Um, also, last night, Steph Curry finally broke the three-point record that we thought he might break last Thursday. Um, and whatever. It took him a couple more games to do it. He still did it in 511 less games than it took Ray Allen to get there. So... Absolutely amazing performance. I'm glad that he finally did it. And uh, I think it was also very fitting. He got to do it at Madison Square Garden. I mean, how iconic is that? Forget doing it. If you're going to do it anywhere else but home, doing it at Madison Square Garden is awesome. Yeah. Which we learned this morning is the oldest sports venue 
still being used for professional sports today. And it's got a weird history, too, because this is the fourth Madison Square Garden. And it's not even on... What is it? Madison Avenue? It's not actually anymore. No, but I mean, that's where the original building was. The original one was uh, built on Madison Square. Okay. And then they tore it down, built a new one, same location. And then the third one, we're like, fuck it, let's move this thing. And so they did. And then the fourth one, same story, moved it. And now it has been in the same place since 1968. Yep. And I was and telling you, it's really cool because I've never watched a game there, but I've been there once and was walking by and thought, like, that's a pretty popular building. Like, there's a lot of people going in there. There's a lot of signs. What is it? Because it looks small in Manhattan. And then realized, oh, shit, that's Madison Square Garden. That's a pretty iconic place. And if I wouldn't have been paying attention, if I would have been just walking around on my phone or something like that, I would have completely missed it. That is crazy. Because I feel like everyone talks about Madison Square Garden, like this just iconic venue. All these magical moments happen there. And I know people talk about it because it's like it's real. But the fact that you could just walk on the outside of it and not even realize it, I think just goes to speak for how crazy New York is. And it just makes my itch to go there even yeah, bigger. Because you haven't. And no. it is, it's magical this time of year. No, freaking COVID ruined it for me. <laughs> Everybody. Then I had to use that effing flight credit to watch my stepsister get married. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. That's okay. You'll have other opportunities. I will say, I really like New York, and I'm not like a, I hate crowds. I don't like big groups of people. And that was one thing that I was terrified about going there for the first time. It's not as bad as you think. Really? Uh huh. It's it's pretty – I won't say that it's spread out. I don't want to give you, like, false expectations. There are a lot of people. What I've really gotten good at with you and Matt is not taking everything you guys say about a trip for, like, granted. Because <laughs> Thanks. And, and, well, because you guys – it's like you guys get underwhelmed. I'm not stuff. reading into your bullshit. <laughs> because it's <laughs> just – like Mount Rushmore, you guys are like, nah, it's just a couple heads in a mountain. It's not that cool. And I'm just like, man, I've been wanting to see these, like, my whole life. Like, I remember just staring at a picture of in history Well, book, that was like, the first class. time I had seen Mount Rushmore, too. I've only been there once. So I don't, maybe it was just Matt. And was just like, yeah, it's really not that cool. And I remember coming around the side of the mountain, like, oh, it's not. But then when we walked all the way up there, I was just like, that's amazing. However, I do agree with him. I thought it was a waste of time. Really? Yeah. I thought it was freaking awesome. I think the pictures are better than the actual in well, For sure. It but is a walk to get there. It is. That, it definitely is. But it's also granted in a freaking mountain. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you seen the memes of like the people who didn't know it was carved? Like there are four heads on a mountain. Like how did Teddy Roosevelt not know he was going to be president? I don't remember it exactly <laughs> how it goes. But saying you, you thought that Mount Rushmore was just naturally occurring, and like that's George <laughs> Washington's fucking face. But I will tell you, we talked about how people are dumb yesterday. When I went back to college, I took a couple semesters off. I went back to college. I was like twenty-two years old. I had a biology class, and that was the year that um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button came out, which was that mm-hmm. Brad Pitt movie where I saw him seen he it. ages oppositely. Yeah. And so he comes out looking like an old man, gets younger, younger. Yeah. I was in a class, and this girl raised her hand and said to a professor, a doctor, is that based on a true story? Because my friend told me it was. And he looked at her like she was the dumbest person in the world. She might actually be, but she thought that was a true story. Was she in class to be a teacher? No, a physical God. therapist. 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, hey, I know how the body works, but I just don't know how the aging process goes. There's <laughs> right. no way she made it through the program. Like, this right? could happen, right, Doc? <laughs> no, no, sweetheart. He absolutely could not. Just, but, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Steph Curry breaks the three-point record. I think it is really cool. And we've talked a lot about him before. He did change the game of basketball. I was yep. going through earlier today looking at just some guys that are historically great players, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, a lot of them. They just You didn't shoot three-pointers during their era. Even Larry Bird barely ever shot threes. And then what Steph Curry is doing, coming out shooting you know, over 800 threes in a season, yep. is ridiculous. And I hope people realize that because I was thinking about it yesterday. It was like as much praise as Steph Curry is going to get today and what he received last night, he ultimately deserves. Like you said, he changed the game of basketball. Like you can go into a gym today with, you know, in an elementary gym or middle school or high school, and I guarantee you all these kids are just launching up threes because like that's just how basketball is right now. Can you shoot a three? Awesome. Ray Allen kind of was a big part of that game heading that direction. And then Steph yeah. Curry just took over. And Reggie Miller, too. I did think well, for it was cool sure. to see those three guys all there together last yep. night. And then, like, the picture that they took together as well I thought was really cool. Um, but I just, again, I really hope a lot of people don't look at Ray Allen and go, like, oh, man, he just wasn't as a dominant three-point shooter as Steph Curry. I mean, Ray Allen was, like, the three-point shooter when he played. It just wasn't a big part of the game. Like He had to have other aspects of his game developed. Steph Curry does as well, but we all can agree he's specialized in three-point shooter. He's the greatest shooter of all time right now. Yeah, No question to it. And I, th- I do think you're right with all three of them. It was like, oh, my God, can you believe how many threes Reggie Miller's shooting? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of came along. It was like, well, Ray Allen's doing the same thing. And then Steph Curry just took it to a different level. Yep. Uh, I mean, shooting the over-under on bets even of like, will he make – it's usually set at like six. Will he make six threes in a game? Really? Or, you know, like five and a half. Yeah. I mean, oh even God. last night, I think he came in, he hit the under on it. But so many people recently have been betting on him hitting the over because of this record. It has been crazy, too. Yeah. But this it was is last cool. week when we initially started the conversation, right? Yeah. Dang, it took him a while to get 16 threes. He really did. <laughs> it took him a lot longer than I thought it was going to. He's just been launching them, dude. <laughs> I mean, we were discussing him doing it in one game, and then we're like, ah, nah, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I was like, it could, though. It'd just be like two like two games. <laughs> and Eight. I'm pessimistic. But I was yeah. like, yeah, it could happen. It, it definitely could. But I did like how aware he was of it, though, too, of like, this is the three. Yeah, And then, like, the moment to just kind of stand there, soak it in, hit his chest, and then celebrate. And then I think it was the Knicks are the ones that called the timeout and just kind of allowed the moment to happen. Yeah, I think there was a foul. They, like, intentionally fouled oh, gotcha. and let that moment happen, which is nice because then you don't have to waste the timeout if you're exactly. the Warriors or the Knicks. And then uh, you do something, you know, you give a little bit of pause. You should. You should recognize that Yeah, in the middle of a game. With uh, all the cameras and everything on the court, was that at the moment or after the game? I'm not sure. I wasn't watching it. His name is slipping line. I don't know how. He wears the orange suit, does move. Spike Lee. Spike Lee? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That had to be after <laughs> this the game. Is the right? last the homeboys like, I think he can do whatever he wants at Madison Square Garden. Like, there's that picture or video of him standing behind Steph Curry and he's like down taking like an upward angle picture and he's like on his knees or whatnot. It's like, dude, just wait. Like let someone else get this picture. Like, take it easy. 
He's like that dude that's obnoxious at a wedding and is like in the middle of the aisle as the bride comes down. It's like, dude, nobody wants to see your iPhone picture. Like, let the photographer do her job. She got paid $2,000. Fucking move. Yeah, now your bright ass orange suit is in the way. Like, take a back seat on this get one, Spike. Okay, we get it. You are Madison Square Garden, but whatever. Um, let's get to some of our sponsors, though. Our first one, Miners and Monroe. I did see last night on Instagram, they said that it's, it's getting close. You put in an order, they could probably still get it to you by Christmas. I would go ahead and do that today. Yeah. Put it in today. Go visit them at minersinmonroe.com. Or if you are local here, they do have a shop in Pittsburgh, Kansas, which is fantastic. So much more than just clothing. Go check them out. Use that code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions. No extra fees either. When you purchase every single week, they have great guns that they're selling on the site. So again, be sure to go visit them at gunspot.com. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family when danger arises. Now it's time for Big Country's Power Rankings that we visit every Wednesday. I will mention uh, first here. Today's National Signing Day for college football. And I have been following recruiting a little bit more than I usually do this year. You have to. We've been talking about it. I don't, I don't follow it closely enough to be like breaking it down and be like, this player just signed here. This mm-hmm. player signed there. I know that it sounds very exciting for Texas. I don't know a lick about any of these players. But there is something kind of happening right now. It sounds like the number one player in the country uh, who is a defensive back named Travis Hunter who was committed to like uh, what was it? Florida State. But, like, Georgia was after him. Texas A&M was after him. Everybody was. It sounds like he has flipped his commitment to Jackson State, where Deion Sanders coaches. What? And HBCU. Uh, yeah, it, that's pretty crazy. I've talked a lot of shit on Deion Sanders. I mean, like, this is a joke. Like, it's a gimmick. He just he flipped the number one recruit in the nation to Jackson State. Holy shit. Yeah. What so level is Jackson State? They're in HBCU, so I believe. So is that like its own like division, yeah. conference, everything? Yeah, it would be like I don't even think it's Division One. I. I think it's Division Two. Holy smokes! Good for him though. I mean, he's had some other guys commit there where it kind of felt like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't. Maybe maybe I need to change my tune on what is happening there. I thought it would be like a one-year thing, like, oh, ha-ha, look, it's Deion Sanders. Yeah. He's the coach there. I think he's actually done a pretty good job, and his son, who plays quarterback, can actually sling it. Judging by the Twitter videos. Yeah. I've I mean, seen them too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I mean, but to flip the number one recruit in the nation, regardless of who you are. So how does, I mean, because they still get NIL deals as well then. Oh, yeah, anybody So can. he's fine in terms of money if that's being brought in there. But at the same time, how does this affect – him through like a draft process or like his development. Cause a lot of people right. look at that through like strength of, you know, schedule, like the amount of competition that you're playing. Does that put it like, that's gotta be a huge impact. Right. And I don't mean yeah. to discredit him being switched or no, you're definitely or, right. Look at uh, even Malik Willis uh, could be QB one in this draft class. One of the biggest knocks on him is his level of competition. Mm-hmm. He's playing division one at the FCS level. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not in the power, uh, power five conference. Now you have you know a guy like this. I, I think it's a risky move. Maybe it pays off for him. Maybe Dion is a, a really good developer. We really don't know. He's only been there for like a year and a half. 
Yeah, that's true. But I, I do think that it's interesting that you would flip from like a Florida State to go to Jackson State. I wouldn't recommend it if I were. Yeah, like, I mean that's the. I feel like the only person that really impacts or helps out more moving forward is Dion. Like respectfully. Yeah, I mean, there's already talk on on the Twitter sphere about like, man, if he can get the number one recruit in the nation, maybe he should be getting looks for a Power Five coaching job. I mean, legitimately, is Florida State looking at him like, hey, actually, how about we just bring both of you? They just extended their coach. They gave him a one-year extension at Florida State, which is... Who is their coach? He's out of Memphis, right? Uh, Norvell, is that it? Yeah. yeah. It, so I think they're fine there, but there were talks even in the season about Deion Sanders going back to Florida State and taking that job. However, uh, he did say recently that like he's there to finish a job. He finished what he started mm-hmm. at Jackson State. So like, good for him. Maybe he's a little bit more serious than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, and I literally I thought it would be like a year thing, and then he would do terribly. And get I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. And then you know Jordan Reed, ESPN analyst for you know ESPN draft analyst here, just tweeted that he also flipped the number one JUCO corner in the country last year from Georgia. He's like, I guess a lot of people just missed that one. But this guy can recruit corners. Granted, yep. he was one of the best in the NFL and just period. But the fact that you're able to consistently or now maybe we can say consistently get the best corners in the nation going to college or come to your university. Yeah. Holy and the God. fact that it was his alma mater, Florida State, like where he made a name for himself. It's like, I'm going to go get this kid, actually. That's, <laughs> that leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you're a Florida State fan. Like, Fucking Dion, are you kidding me, man? Are you a fan of Dion? so you want to go to Florida State? Mm-mm. Just come here with me. Yeah, so that's something to monitor. Again, I don't, I'm not like a recruiting guy. I love college football. I think high school, like, I don't even know if you can call it scouting. I'm not about to start doing that. No. Mm-mm. No desire. The people that actually do it, good for you. Man. I mean, you think, I, I used to think, looking at all the colleges, I guess I still kind of do think this way. There's just so many college universities, it's hard to see everyone. So, like, I never gained the interest in yeah. the college realm of sports like I did the NFL because there's 32. You can focus on it. It's all there. College, there's just so much more to it. Now you go from college to high school. Holy cow. Good luck. Right. I mean, there's some cities that have three high schools in it. And you're just like, uh, I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah. Even right here locally, it's hard to figure out who's good, who's yeah. not. I will say also, we've had, we haven't got a local guy that's playing at South Dakota State right now. Mm-hmm. South Dakota State needs to shut their mouth. Boy, do they. <laughs> because people are going to realize that Isaiah Davis is actually a really good running back. And if they haven't already, I get it. Like It's South Dakota State. You haven't been looking at them. He's over 2,000 yards already as a sophomore. What? It, career. He's got like 2,500 rushing yards. He was injured most of the season, wasn't he? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, they're lighting it up at South Dakota State. Yeah, I bet, <laughs> I bet their coach is like, yo, shut up. Yeah, delete to tweet, delete team. to tweet. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, if you're Mizzou or Arkansas, just keep sitting right here in your backyard. Like, I, it, with him being at a lower level, I don't, I don't know what the rules are on them talking to him, but, like, I'm telling a player, like, Get in I mean, if you're in Arkansas, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have a 5'8", you know, 215-pound running back running like he's Isaiah Davis' side here. Size, excuse me. Missouri just lost a running back. That's true. Yeah, you know, so there are a lot of opportunities. Why don't you slide in old Eli's DMs there and be like, hey, uh, 
why don't you look over here? She'd be like, thank you, Mello. Here's some cash. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should be some kind of a like uh, recruiting advisor. Consultant. There, which is uh, also a real thing. And that's, there are some scummy people that do that. No shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know of one person, a player in particular, who was working with uh, one of those consultants. And they told him, like, we will get you a D1 offer. Where do you want to go? We'll get you one. And they didn't. They didn't get him the D1 offer that he was, like, expected. He had to do a walk-on deal where he walked on at a, a D1. I think now he's on scholarship. They didn't get their money back either, though. Oh, they paid for that? Yeah, they paid. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually heard of those, like, consulting agencies. Five like- figures said that they could guarantee him a D1 offer, and they didn't get their money back on it. It's a pretty shady deal. Maybe that was just like a one instance. That's the only one I know of, though. So like 100% of the time, it doesn't work yeah. out. I've had those 100%. companies come to me and ask, like, yo, do you want to work for us? And I was just like, nah, I'm good. And I, know I don't feel like going to dudes. high school families and mm-hmm. being like, yo, pay me. I can get you in college. You can't guarantee that. Like, I don't know right. you. I don't know these universities. I'm not going to try and do that. Yeah. So it's crazy, but how about we do get to your power rankings? Yeah, we'll say that. We're going to talk uh, about those. There's a lot of change this week. There really was. There's a new number one team. Yes, sir. It's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's deservingly so. I kind of questioned it the last couple of weeks here, but I thought Buffalo would get their shit figured out. I thought the Los Angeles Rams would get it figured out. I thought Tampa Bay would as well. And these teams just kind of keep fluctuating up and down the season. And the Bills, they're almost not a top 10 team. I mean, they're almost a 500 team right now. They just things keep going the ball keeps bouncing the other way and it's not working out for them but when you look at green bay they just keep overcoming everything and aaron Rodgers is once again playing at an mvp level the defense is playing well and you look at the packers it's like i don't know who's going to slow them down but themselves right now aaron Rodgers i think if they play is the only thing that can stop the green bay Packers. well according to you you can just cut that effort off and it doesn't even matter so maybe that's hey, what he should i do. knew a guy he was out mowing his lawn He's not even a guy. He was a kid. He was a teenager. And if I remember the story right, he was like trying to, it was a push mower. He was trying to get like the grass clump out of the chute and he was kicking it. He had steel toe boots on, but his pinky, like, I guess his foot's was fucked up before. Yeah. It's a steel toe, not toes. Yeah. (laughs) His pinky toe was not covered by it, but the blade like hit his boot and took a good chunk of his pinky toe off. And so they were, the doctors just said, yeah, we're going to remove it. And he went on. He played another year of high school football. He finished his senior year. They didn't have an, <clears throat> I should say, it didn't have an end season. Yeah. He lost his pinky toe in the spring and then still year. played Yeah, his senior year of football. That's actually still pretty impressive. <laughs> Four yeah. months later, I'm strapping up at home and cleaning up. Let's go play some ball. <laughs> yeah, he probably had One that a. moment of like, you know, doctors told me I'd never play again. But here my I flu game is every game this year. <laughs> oh, you're hurt because our defensive end over there doesn't have a toe anymore. <laughs> so don't talk to me about hurt or injured. You can play, tape it up. Was he good? He actually was, yeah. He was like an all conference type guy with no pinky toe. Oh, yeah, like he was, he was legitimately good. So, this dude, could you imagine opposing coach like talking to the office, like, dude, you just got beat by a guy with nine toes? Uh huh. And like, we, we're from a very small town, yeah. So he wasn't like recruited to play college football, but he was about six foot tall, six one. Mm-hmm. 
200 pounds plus, played defensive end, and was just like one of those farm boys who was just strong as shit for no reason at all. Yeah. And he was good. Hmm. I think he was probably even like a team captain. Old nine type. toes. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Did you call him nine? We didn't say shit to him. <laughs> That's what we did. Nothing. No, he was actually a really cool dude. But nine toes. Four on one foot. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> that is crazy. Pinky toes don't matter. Yeah, and so Aaron Rodgers, if you're hearing this, maybe just risk it for the biscuit. Go win a Super Bowl. I did, I have heard more people talking about the should they rest him now? Should he have the surgery? I don't know. I Again, that's why they pay these coaches all this money. You can go talk to him. I can't imagine that the pinky toe is something that, like, you need to rest. I feel like it's fine until you get stepped on. Like, if you got Cam Irving at playing tackle, look out. You know, you yeah. got a, a twisted ankle. He's probably just going to step right on the side of it and retwist it for you. I'm talking about yeah. that with Patrick Mahomes. So, I think Aaron Rodgers. But even with Mahomes, situation. wasn't it? It was his big toe he injured. Well, that was in the Super Bowl. The year before that where he hurt his ankle, he twisted his ankle. Mm-hmm. And Cam Irving's, you know, doing his drop step or whatnot and then gets bull rush and just is like, I'm going to take this step back right into the ankle of Patrick Mahomes. I think that was like his second year in the league. But anyways, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to deal with that. So the Packers, they look great. They're the number one team. Number two, they were on a bye. Doesn't matter. The other teams, three, Tampa Bay didn't look too good. this or They looked fine. But it comes down to the wire. You let Buffalo come back in the game. Thank God for Tom Brady being Tom Brady and Perriman making the catch and running into the end zone. That game ended. Tampa's at three then. L.A., they looked all right. Whatever. But the New England Patriots are a team that I've been doubting, and I've just been kind of waiting for it to fall apart, and it hasn't happened yet. And they roll into the bye week and now also get bumped up to number two. Yeah, this was a team I told you a couple of weeks ago. Maybe not even that long ago. I'm scared of the New England Patriots. Yeah. And the AFC. And if they, I believe they're the one seed now in the way the standings fall. Like, there are so many teams that are right there that are close. But I think they're the one seed. Playing in New England is going to be tough. I mean, especially if they just, they just stay consistent and don't turn over the football. And Bill Belichick's motto that's been there forever do your job. If they do their job, they're going to win. And they've been doing that for a very long time. And I take it all the way back again to that show that Tom Brady is doing with the ESPN special of like man. In the I still haven't watched the he's second like, episode. It's just that first episode where Tom Brady's sitting there talking and he's like, you know, I didn't have the physical attributes, but I knew I did mentally. And if I could just get to a point in the game where I knew what I needed to do and where things and where my teammates were going to be, I could get the ball out of my hand and make the right plays. And then over time, I could continue to develop my physical traits, which he has and he did do. But when we look at Mac Jones, the mentals are there. The physical attributes may not be. And you have an offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, who knows what he's doing. Play calling's there. You don't have great weapons, but your weapons are good enough. I don't know how well they'll transition into the playoffs where you need more of that running game. People might hear that and go, well, what about that game against Buffalo? That is a good point. That is a good <laughs> argument. Now, that just puts more fear into me as I talk about it and realize it <laughs> right. at the same time. And then you realize, oh, shit, the defense is amazing. Maybe one of the best yeah. defenses in the league. It's just the, the Patriots have done it again. With no good receivers. Yep. I mean, they it legitimately restarted that. Was it this offseason or last offseason? It was this offseason where Bill Belichick went and signed like a ton of like over 20 players. Well, I think he started it, yeah, the year before where it was like, yeah, we're losing all these guys. We're not signing this person, this person. They're opting yep. out. And then, yeah, this offseason, that's exactly what they did when they brought in Drew Bledsoe, 
and then he got injured, and Tom well, Brady came in. The rookie this is it. rookie contracts with quarterbacks. That is your Super Bowl window. I know a lot of people want to look at like even the Chiefs and be like, "Oh, we have Patrick Mahomes, this and that." It's very hard to re-sign or sign enough good veterans if you don't have a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah. Hey, the fact that any team is able to win a Super Bowl without a quarterback on a rookie contract is pretty damn impressive. And Brady, especially and when Belichick, they're making almost forty million dollars a year, each of them. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, insane. yeah. I mean, to sign a quarterback, you're paying them thirty, thirty-five plus. I mean, I can remember just two years ago, not that long ago, when it was debating on is Dak Prescott worth thirty-five a year. Now, like everybody's getting thirty-five yeah. a year. I mean, Derek, Derek Carr, he's probably going to be signed somewhere, and if he stays in Las Vegas, I think he's up for a contract extension. He's probably going to get that money too. Oh yeah, that's Franchise just a going right. Do you have yeah. a good quarterback? All right. And I remember four years ago when he signed that four-year, twenty-five million dollar deal. I was like, "Holy smokes! Mm-hmm. This dude's getting twenty-five million dollars a year." I don't know what I would do with that much money. And then it's just like everyone else Two right behind at the same time, huh? What? <laughs> Have you seen the movie Office Space? No. All right. So that joke doesn't even <laughs> right over my head. Uh, anyway, your number three team <laughs> is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady is like the most underpaid athlete of all time, and he's still making really good money. He's yeah. one not the richest person in his house. <laughs> Two, I don't think he's ever been the highest paid quarterback. No, he's just stupid. Three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still very good. They come in at number three for you. Yeah, and they're another team. Like, you let Buffalo come back in a game, but outside of that, you're kind of just playing prevent the rest of the time or just kind of maybe being lackadaisical because you had such a lead going into that, you know, the second half of the game and even into the fourth where it was like, yeah, we can just kind of chill out for a little bit. And then Josh Allen just does what Josh Allen does. It's like, that's nice. But Tampa Bay, they look real good, and I think they're going to start turning it back up again. I mean, the fact that Leonard Fournette looks like the guy we saw coming out of LSU right here in Jacksonville, like he's running hard, doing really good. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. The weapons are there. Everyone seems to be healthy right now, which is great for your weapons. Just keep moving forward yeah. with it. And Adam Schefter actually just tweeted that uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be day-to-day with his sprained ankle. I would assume that he's going to play. Usually yeah. with a quarterback, even if they're listed as questionable or day-to-day game-time decision, I would say like 99% of the time they play. And then Josh Allen, who you are just talking about, was a limited participant in practice uh, due to his sprained foot. Uh, I know that he's been seen walking in a, a walking boot, but I did see somebody snapped a picture of him yesterday at like a play, and like he doesn't have his walking boot on, and he's not limping. So thank you to that fan. I guess we're taking that as gospel Is that a now. Play? Yeah, the uh, Broadway play or something. Oh, it, it was Hamilton. He was there to see Hamilton. Somebody snapped a picture of him and said, Probably "With this lady, who, by the way, I, I guess I'm doing good on and off the field, brother." It pays to be a quarterback in the NFL. No joke, because that might be the prettiest woman in, like, I don't know, a radius of Buffalo. I'm going to assume that far north. If she's even from Buffalo. Probably not. There it is. Probably not. Not to judge on Buffalo. You know, there's some fine-looking ladies here in Joplin, Missouri. Two or three of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure that there are four or five in in Buffalo. Uh, At least. Yeah, yeah, maybe six or seven. <laughs> right? They got to be hiding there somewhere. Number four, though, uh, definitely has 
an abundance of attractive no ladies. Joke. That's where they all And Jared Goff took one of them to Detroit, but the Los God. Angeles Rams come in at number four for you. They had a very good Sunday, or sorry, Monday night, actually. Looks very good. Maybe they are back on track. Yeah, and I mean, I almost kind of wanted to put them over the Bucks, and, you know, maybe Patriots there, but I was like, eh, let's kind of see because they're finally just – they look like they finally got everything back on track, and it was a division game, you know. So it, all that comes into factor with it as well. But the Rams are looking good. You know, Van Jefferson, I believe I talked about it yesterday. He's stepping in that role, and he's doing very well without Robert Woods being there. He's getting those deep looks. He yeah, didn't really have like the him. massive play. But this is the guy we got to see at the Senior Bowl. And so getting to see him there and now transition to the NFL, and he's doing well this season. You got Odell stepping in, making plays. It looks like his role's getting kind of figured out. It's three games, three touchdowns. Guarantees looking at Baker Mayfield like, huh, guess I'm not the problem. I've seen a lot of people saying that too. And honestly, yeah, yeah probably have to look back on it. I, I read I thought the that, narrative. I bought in. I thought Odell was the problem. I, I thought, oh, I thought it was like a pretty Baker good teammate since Odell went there. I did not like Odell going to the Browns because yeah, like everyone would show these clips from like training camp. Like, look at this great catch Odell made across the middle of the field. My immediate reaction was, why does he have to make that type of catch? in the middle of the field, running a slant. Mm -hmm. Like, that should be the easiest throw a quarterback can make in the NFL. And it really seems like he's taking Van Jefferson under his wing, too. Yeah, Uh, which is awesome. Yeah, which could be scary, I mean, if you're not a Rams fan. I think Odell's probably there for a year. I don't know. Maybe he really likes being in L.A. I don't know. The salary cap is not real. I was going to say I don't know what their salary cap situation looks like. I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter in L.A. because they will find a way if Odell wants to be there to pay him. It's also like you know they don't have value the the first-round draft pick, so they trade them all away, but they also don't have to deal with the amount that those first-rounders get paid. So like that's right. not like just an automatic cap hit right there with those guys. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with them. I actually I really like the fit there. He seems to be doing very well. It's also it's a little bit of a crowded receiver room, though. You have Cooper Cup, who I think should be the MVP. Robert Woods mm-hmm. will eventually come back from an ACL. I don't know what his contract looks like. And then Van Jefferson, who's been very good, could, I mean, easily be a very good number three receiver. 100%. I mean, he's probably the greatest number four receiver in the NFL if they have all of those. <laughs> the way Van Jefferson is playing, who is out of Florida, correct? Yeah. Is playing the way I want Demarcus Robinson to play. It's just not going to happen. So quit asking. Got it. But uh, number five team that I had here was the Arizona Cardinals. They are turning into what I think we've just been waiting for them to turn into. A team that you look at Kyler Murray, he's going to make plays throughout the game. It's just all falling apart. But it's just going to cost him two at the same time. Where you sit there and you try and throw a ball to a running back over a DB, and the DB is like, hey, bub, I actually can jump too. Thank you for this. See you later. Yeah, Or an edge rusher. <laughs> <laughs> that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find myself kind of rooting against the Arizona Cardinals no. for so many reasons. I picked them. I believe I picked them to finish last in the NFC West. I don't like their coach. Boy, I don't really did, like their quarterback. You mm-hmm. Damn, Damn. hater. Hey, I'll own up to it. I picked the Rams to finish first, and um, I think I picked Seattle to finish second. I believe. Yep. That doesn't look good now. Um, That's all right. You at least had one of them right. But with the Cardinals, I I do think that. I don't know if I'm going to be right, but I hope I am. I think it's falling apart. I, I think this is Cliff Kingsbury showing his inexperience as a coach. Kyler Murray, I hate his body language. And maybe that makes me like an old man. So I, I feel very like get off my lawn, but you are the quarterback. You cannot be pouting in the two-minute drill. It's like This is like a glass-shattering moment because that's what it is. That's what's been my thing with Kyler Murray is he just looks like he's so – 
like unattentive to like the moments. And like maybe that's a good thing, but to me it comes off like a bad thing because if something does happen or I do see him interacting with his teammates, it's like he's almost not necessarily, I shouldn't say yelling at him, but he's like trying to lead, but it doesn't feel like it's coming off in the right way. It, to me, it comes off as pouty. Like if something goes wrong, he's like complaining about it. Kind of like Tyron Matthew. Like if there's blown coverage, you know, uh, he's throwing his hands in the air. Like that's bad body language. Yeah. And when you look at, you know, other guys like uh, Patrick Mahomes, if something goes wrong, even in the Super Bowl, when he's getting the shit kicked out of him, mm-hmm. he wasn't like pouty. He wasn't throwing his hands all over the place. He was trying to rally up his guys, man. All right, it's cool. You know, next possession, this is us. We'll get it. Tom yep. Brady, like, he even he has some body language stuff too. But for the most part, I think people are rallying around him. Or even going back way back, like Joe Montana entering the huddle in the fourth quarter, about to go win the game. And he's like, oh, my God, John Goodman's here. That's fantastic. And a lot of his teammates were even like, man, he's just that cool, calm, and collect. Like, we're good. Yeah. But what are the Arizona Cardinals seeing? They're seeing this little <laughs> five foot eight dude back there. Hey, come powering. on, guys. Let's, let's get it together. Yeah. We can do it. We're a team. Flailing his arms everywhere, all upset. I, I think that's probably something that's hard to rally around. Now, maybe I'm just getting old. But I don't know. At the quarterback position, I don't think you can do that. I, you let your I mean, I'm right there with that. you, honestly. Running backs, maybe quarterbacks you cannot too many maybe i'd overlook it you. if you were like six three two fifty instead you're five six one eighty i think the fact that he is so small makes it look worse yeah i also don't understand how he's so fast <laughs> i saw someone tweet yesterday it was a video it's like this guy running looks like just an out of control toddler I'm like, yeah, that's your th- biggest fear that's what it looks like when he's pouting too <laughs> it's like you see those clips of i hate to make fun of the guy for being short it's not like i'm the tallest person out there but when you see, I mean, him if he just works a little harder, he'll grow <laughs> running. It's so funny, though. He looks like a youth football player. It's like, oh, my God, that kid's fast. Oh, wait, no, that's he's full grown. That's he's not 12 years old. That's what he's going to look like the rest of his life. Someone just needs to put like the music, like a music to it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do that. Like, even like. We always have the TV on when we're recording these things. Even watching him run now, like it makes me want to laugh. And yeah, because he's got the ball in one hand, and the ball looks like it's the size of his like entire upper body. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I can't let this. How does go. he hide anything on a, like a quarterback read? He <laughs> so, no, I can clearly <laughs> see the ball. It's half your size, it's poking on either side of you. But that's your top five: the Packers, yeah. one, Patriots, two, Bucks, three, Rams, four, Cardinals, five, number six team. Comes in slowly gaining some momentum as the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. And if they continue to play like they did Sunday, they're just going to continue to rise and the rest of the NFL is going to go crap. They figured it out. So, and my thing here, being a Chiefs fan, putting him at six, I'm hesitant at a part or at a point where it's like, do it again. Like, and I think this Thursday fair. night matchup against the Chargers, you then get the Steelers at home and you play the Bengals. And I think you play the I think it's the Broncos one more time to end the year. Yeah. That's the remaining schedule. I think it's fair to see it. Like you said, do it it again. Keep doing it. Because I think there are a lot of Chiefs fans who are already – man, just to be honest, Chiefs fans are so annoying. I don't know that we're the same way. But I hate the people who are like, oh, you never should have fucking doubted us. All this shit. We've been good. Yeah. Like, no, you haven't actually been good. Like, it's okay to say, like, hey – my team's not playing well. Yeah, they look at it. That's as, what they're saying in the locker room. Like, hey, we, we're we not playing up to expectation. Yep. 
So it's it's fine. Take a chill pill. They're playing good. They've won Relax. like six in a row. Yeah, and I mean, I I know every fan base has those those type of fans as well. You know, they're just trying to be optimistic and motivating. I'm like, I think I the do. Chiefs have more of them than anybody else. Maybe it's because I'm a Chiefs quote unquote. It, I fan. think that's it. I don't see it from any other fan base like I do the Chiefs. Oh, brother, I do the Browns, the Rams. The I would say the Ravens. Browns are up there. Like, like, I don't the see many Raiders. NC North. What? No, the Ravens, not the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders get the first five weeks of the season. Then they know themselves. Like, that was it. Yeah, I do see a lot of Ravens. But Ravens mainly fans what I ruthless. see with Ravens fans is you can't say anything about Lamar Jackson. At say all. anything critical. Um, I've had people turn it into a race thing before. I mean, like, actually, I just I don't think he's that good at throwing the football. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not about race at all. I also don't think Trace McSorley can throw. Why aren't you yelling at me about that? Uh, but the Ravens fans do have some. But even with the Ravens, it's like, eh, you've been doing it for a minute. So, yeah. But I don't know. I just find Chief fans annoying. <laughs> they can be at times. Uh, at number seven and eight, I go Titans and Cowboys. The Titans, I guess there's a possibility that Derrick Henry can be back for the playoffs. So they just got to find oh, a way yeah. to keep winning football games. And if they're finding a way to win games without him and then they bring him back, that's just going to make everything easier for them if he's fully healthy and can play. Like, I mean, even maybe a 50% Derek Henry is better than some of the other running backs in the NFL or for this Titans offense to help them in the running game. That's great. At number eight, though, the Dallas Cowboys, you looked good last week. You're also just playing teams right now that aren't really that good. I guess maybe I shouldn't say like they just whipped up on it because Washington kind of came back there for a little bit. And so you look at the Cowboys. Like I just want to see them put teams away, right? And I don't feel like we've like seen teams that. like Washington that, that mm-hmm. shouldn't be a close game. And they, I think you're right. They should put them away, or there should be like a bigger gap in the way that you're winning football games. Yes. And it is, I think, a little bit concerning too. They had that run where they lost to the Chiefs, they lost to the Raiders, and they they didn't look good on offense one week, and they looked terrible on defense the next week. And then they beat the Saints. They beat Washington. Their schedule to end the year, not going to be too bad. They yeah. get the Giants, Washington again. Then the Cardinals, that could be a good game. And then the Eagles. Like They should win three of those games. I just worry about the Eagles because like when the Eagles play the Cowboys, I mean, even with the Giants, it's just at times you sit there and look at it and go, where in the world has this been all season? Like Just because it's a division game, like, oh, it's the week against Dallas. Let's step it up another level. I mean, with New York, maybe you don't have to worry about it because they played this weekend, correct? I just closed it, so I don't know. Well, son of a buck. But if they do, oh, like, the go. Giants are sitting here looking at it going, yeah, we're going to start. Yeah, they play the then. Giants. Jake Fromm, like, that's where all the updates are about this game. It's like, Jake Fromm might play. Just I hope Jake so. Fromm I start. thought he was playing last week. I tuned I into t- some of that game and saw Mike Glennon. I'm like, I, freaking not what foot I long neck. Play. How about you share some of that, bud? Yeah. I ain't got none. I want to see Jake Fromm play in the NFL. I really do. I hope he plays this week. Nothing against Mike Glennon. I want to see Jake from. Yeah. We know I thought he was pretty Glenn. good at Georgia. Yeah. Justin Fields should have played, but he didn't <laughs> because of Kirby smart. Uh, but I, I do want to see him get a look. I do too. I mean, he could be a piece of shit human being. I don't know. I don't know him. Jake from. Yeah. He may, he had some racist comments. In the, in oh, the draft process right. or after. I was, right. I think it was maybe after. And they found like they discovered it. Yeah. Something from like his high school, younger yeah, days. Sweep yeah. Sweets. <laughs> that should be the first step after you declare for the NFL draft. 
You should just, maybe just don't tweet anything or, you know, like that. Y- yeah, that's yeah, step <laughs> that's zero. step one. <laughs> um, but yeah, step one is definitely like the first time I'm an agent and I'm talking to a player. I'm like, hey, by the way, we're just gonna go through and we're gonna delete every. Tweet this is how you sent. search your tweets, just just in case, mm-hmm. like if there's any inkling of like inside joke, whatever, gone. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times guys like this, they're like 14. Like uh, who was it, Mitch Trubisky? Had that tweet? What was it? I just love sucking titties or something like that. Uh, yeah, but it was his, it was actually his friend that right. take it taking yeah. his phone. But when you look at it ten years down the road, you're like, oh, what is this kid doing? And that's the thing is like I had buddies who would do that with my phone. Like, oh, bro, hacked your phone, tweeted this. I'm like, how about no? <laughs> like, uh-uh. I know what I want to do in my future. Please that's don't. So irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, you unfriend them. <laughs> well, I mean, so again, it was a long time, like middle school, high school, but like those have been cleared, so we're good. Back to the rankings, though. At number nine, it is Buffalo. I talked about them a little bit ago. Just kind of waiting for them to get it figured out and figure out how to win football games again or just not mess up at all. Like, that would be really nice. Their defense has looked a little sluggish. I know White is out, um, but if they can get that figured out defensively and him come back healthy, maybe they'll be okay. And then at number 10, the Chargers. It looks like they're kind of starting to lead things in the right direction. But Thursday, they have a huge matchup against Kansas City. We'll see how that goes. Like That game is really going to dictate the AFC West and I think the rest of the AFC rankings. Yeah, and Rashawn Slater, their star left tackle, also added to the COVID list. Yep. I hope that he gets two negative tests. Like I, I actually want to see him play against guys like Frank Clark and maybe Chris Jones, who's also on the COVID yep. list. But I, I do want to see – I haven't really watched him much this year i want to see what it's all about <laughs> i do too and honestly i mean especially because a lot of that matchup will be against frank clark there on the left side if those guys are out i would like to see the nfl look at that game and go actually we're going to push this one to friday yeah i don't think that'll happen though. it probably won't but i mean also a friday night football game would be pretty cool right now it would be like why they should do more of that like once the nfl realizes college football is done and high school is done mm-hmm. take over the rest of the weekend friday saturday sunday monday thursday just, yeah, I mean, if you're putting games on Saturday, you can probably get some good viewership on a Friday night, yeah. too. It's all but you'd also ratings. have to worry about the rest period. Maybe that's it, though. They don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about that. They're putting games on Thursday. <laughs> you, you're right. No, they might say, they might put out a release that says they do, <laughs> but they don't, and everybody knows that. Uh, but that's uh, your top 10 power rankings. You can find the rest of them. You do all 32. Uh, we put it up on Twitter and Instagram. And actually, on Facebook, too. We're all over social media. It's not on TikTok anymore, though. No, I just... I've had a lot of people asking about that. You lying. I've had two. Really? One is like a... Yeah, two is like a... Oh. It is. It's a lot. And I've been asking myself, so that's three. I'm back. You didn't sign up for a TikTok for no reason. It's not just I a big did. booty I did. just kind of got to one of those deals where it's like, this is silly. Like, is it really making much of a difference? I mean, I don't know. It is. I just psyched myself out. I don't know. Just had another person ask. Bitch. Now we're up to like four or five. I think. There we go. Yeah. You got to bring back the TikToks. Hello, NFL fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm that's sorry. the reason. I Maybe that's the reason. Because I keep getting roasted for it. I was because you were like, oh, what was it? You initially roasted me. I sent me you about a TikTok like, that was, was making fun of every YouTuber. Ever, there was like, what's up, guys? This is yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit, I can't say that anymore. What do I say? <laughs> and you're like, why don't you say hello, NFL fans? And so I do. And then, like, if I mess up and I have to stop, like, that's the other thing. The amount of <laughs> times I have to, like, the amount of takes is ridiculous. 
Like I'm just motherfucking myself that entire process. <laughs> I've seen it. I know, yeah. but a lot of people are wanting to They'll know. be back. We'll but start next week. Here we go. Where End are the they? <laughs> also back is club six Oh nine. Go visit them for the best happy hour in the world. Starting at two o'clock running until eight o'clock with their two for one drink specials. They bring you two of them. Don't be surprised. It's one of my pet peeves when you walk in there and it's happy hour and they bring you two drinks. Yes, Karen, it's going to happen. Two for ones and also $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Oh, I thought you were going to have to sound there. Next up here is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure it's to visit them. Be. And <laughs> will be downtown Lou. Downtown, be sure to visit downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They are more than tires and lubes. So, again, be sure to visit their full list of services, downtownlube.com. It's not a matter if, it's a matter of when you're going to need that oil changed. Make sure you get that taken care of right here in the heart of Joplin on Main Street and First. Now a little game called Would You Rather? Sports questions only today. And you can submit those to us. Send them to us. DMs are always open. Uh, you can tweet at us, at Mike Up. Find us there. DM us there. Or right here in the call-in app. If you are listening along, I recommend doing it here. You get the show live at 10 a.m. Central Time every weekday. But we do have a couple in the chat here. Uh, last week we had one. And I think this one is picking up some steam on the would you rather. It's the Aiden Hutchinson versus Kayvon Thibodeau debate of the NFL draft. Now, last week at this time, there were a lot of people talking. You're putting out your mock drafts. Almost everyone at the time was still saying Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm -hmm. I think it's really changed where most mock drafts that I've seen, and I like to look at them, it seems like everybody has Aiden Hutchinson going number one. And when you start looking at these mock drafts, I think it's important to decipher what the author is doing with them. I know most of them that I read, it's what they're hearing, mm -hmm. what they think is going to happen, not what they would do. And there's, there's a lot of confusion. Even, even mock drafts that I put out before, people will always ask the question, is this what you would do or is this what you are hearing you think is going to happen? I think with mock drafts, it's probably 90% of the time it's a, this is what I think will happen. This is what I'm hearing when I'm talking to NFL people. And it seems like Aiden Hutchinson is getting, he's getting a lot of steam over the last couple of days. Yeah, and I mean, I can't, you can't blame it, though. This guy was a Heisman finalist. He was a big reason why Michigan beat Ohio State. And like that, I feel like, just tops everything else. When you look at Oregon, you know, they had to win over Ohio State themselves early in the season. But they did that without Thibodeau, correct? Like he was injured at the beginning of the season, or was that last? He, he did have some injuries at the beginning of the season. So I feel like a lot of people might be questioning that as well. Or it's like, ooh, you know, just broke, stay broke of the situation. We hear you and Matt talk about that all the time. So if transitioning from college to the NFL, was that going to be an issue? You look at Aiden Hutchinson. This guy has just shown that he can completely take over football games. Maybe I think right now, like I would personally, I think I would take Hutchinson as well. Yeah, I think I would too. I mean, especially if I'm Detroit. Like, I feel like that is just a great, I know we talked about it yesterday or earlier in the week, that that just seems like a perfect foundation piece for Detroit moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think Aiden Hutchinson, I think he does a better job playing against the run. Uh, I think with Thibodeau, he could come out and he could have you know, more sacks than Hutchinson, but I think Hutchinson's a more complete player. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's, uh, he's much, much bigger. And I know I read a stat a couple of years ago it wasn't even a stat. It was looking at like the analytics of it. It pass rushers that don't weigh over 250 pounds. Thibodeau's right there at like 255. But you look at these draft prospects, if they don't weigh more than 250 pounds, they're probably not going to be good pass rushers in the NFL. Huh. It's I just, it's a thing. 
I don't know. I don't argue with the data, but <laughs> Hutchinson big. He's yeah. strong, long. <laughs> I think I think that he could be very special. I do think a lot of people look at Thibodeau, and they just they're stuck on. Oh, we've always heard this guy's going to be good. Yeah, he's been a high recruit. He was pretty good at Oregon. I feel like a lot of people fall into that trap though, because it just becomes a familiar name. Look, I mean, look at Spencer Rattler last year. Yeah, he came in as the Heisman Trophy favorite. And the number one overall pick favorite. And I'm proud of myself because I feel like I questioned that from the very beginning of like, what does everyone else see that we're not? Same. Same. Or that right. I'm not. I mean, this dude got benched in the Red River shootout. Right. Now he's a Heisman favorite. A couple times. Not not just last year. <laughs> yeah. Also the year before. Yeah. So it's like, this guy's a Heisman candidate. Like he is maybe every game except for playing Texas. Yeah. And so I think that both of us, Agree here. I would take Hutchinson. I would put him as the number one pass rusher. And if I were the Detroit Lions today, I would take him number one overall as well. Uh, another one for you, though, taking it back to the college football world, is would you rather have the career of Vince Young or the career of Troy Smith? Troy Smith won the Heisman Trophy. Vince Young, no Heisman Trophy. But won a national title. Won a national title. Did Troy Smith win a national title? I don't title? know. I was actually, I was just going to look. I don't. It's Ohio State, correct? Yeah. yeah, it was a it was a down year. I remember when he won the Heisman. I was like, well, nobody else is going to do this, so we're going to go ahead and give it to him. <laughs> and it, I mean, not that he didn't deserve it. He had a very yeah. good season. I mean, I'm also looking at this like Vince Young played at Texas. It's my favorite college. Yeah, maybe this isn't a great question for us. Well, biased. I mean, at the same time, like it's pretty much like, would you rather win the Heisman Trophy or the national championship, and then get drafted in the first round of the NFL? That might be the, if you throw in the second part there for Vince Young. I feel like that's the easy answer. Yeah, and for me, like Vince Young specifically, if we're talking to him, he still like gets regarded as like every year the Heisman comes up. It's you're talking about Vince Young because it's those guys that didn't win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's the best player? I even saw it the other day on Instagram. Who's the best player to never win a Heisman? Vince Young was right up there. And I think that he's very deserving of that conversation of the best player to never win one. 100%. But at I the mean, same time, Troy Smith has one sitting in his house. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him as well. So maybe this should be the would you rather. Would you rather win a national championship in college or win the Heisman Trophy? I'm going to selfishly say the Heisman. Really? Oh. No hesitation on my end. <laughs> I would much rather win the Heisman Trophy. I think I would win the national. Would like the national title. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for because you. Because with not that, like, <laughs> well, granted, that's one. But two, it's like you're just etched in like that history for that university forever. So for me, it's the it's the opposite. You're etched in college football. Yeah, college football history, and also at your university, if you win the Heisman. Like Lamar Jackson, they got a statue up of him. He never won a natty. So, That's a good point. Now, also, I'd like to flip like my Vince commitment. Young, <laughs> he, I don't think they have a statue up for him, but like they could, and nobody they probably should bat an eye at it. Yeah, they probably should. Um, but I would Heisman all day. You get to go do so many other appearances. Like you can live off that for a very long time. Man, so you get to come back every year. You're a Heisman voter. The national championship, like you're only coming back in like 20 years when they want to celebrate you. Yeah, and if the, if the team does it again the next year, then it's like, all right, cool, we did it back to back. Forget about you. Now, so uh, I like to go ahead and flip my commitment uh, to <laughs> the Heisman Trophy. Flip this season, right here on Mike Up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're good either way. You probably don't care. 
Yeah, but when you put it in the way of like the statue, you get to continue to vote for the Heisman moving forward. And if you win the Heisman and you don't win the national championship, probably people are just going to look at the rest of your team and be like, man, if we could have just surrounded him with some talent. (laughs) It's never going to be your fault. You could probably throw four interceptions, assuming you play quarterback, and win the Heisman, but you're the reason your team lost, and people would still be like, man, if we just had more talent around him. He had some receivers. They would have won that natty that year. <laughs> but I mean, the Heisman Trophy, I think, is one of the best awards in all of sports. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, individual awards, I think it is the best one. I'd rather have a Heisman Trophy than two NFL MVPs. Ooh, I don't know about that. If you're taking levels. Mm-hmm. To be the NFL MVP, that means like you're the best of the best. For that year. Well, two of them, two years. Yeah. And that solidifies, like, you want two of them? Mm-hmm. Shit. Who won the MVP last year? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So I'm just like thinking, like, I don't know. <laughs> this is my point. I don't know who won the MVP last year, but I know Devontae Smith won the Heisman last year. Again, this is, I'm all that might be personal preference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, you're probably all set. Uh, another one, though, would you rather be known as a smart player that lacks athletic ability or an athletic player? That lacks some of the intelligence. Well, I've seen a lot of players come through that have the athletic ability, but not the intelligence. So I would much rather be the smart player over the athletic ability. Because I feel like if you're smart enough, you can put yourself in great position to make an athletic play. Yeah. Yeah. As a white guy, too. Like this, <laughs> 100%. I don't really have a whole lot of options here. I'm going to have to choose uh, the smart guy that's lacking in athletic ability. Yeah. I mean, I feel so bad, too. We've been talking so much about Cooper Cup lately. And you'll see people be like, oh, man, like he's not that athletic. Let me stop you right there. Yeah, he actually is. Like mm-hmm. I know he's a white receiver. Chris Sims used to call him white boy supreme. <laughs> yeah. He's a damn good athlete, though. <laughs> and people just don't realize it. Then even like when he broke down, it went viral last week or so, of him breaking down like, oh, why'd you run this route? And he's like, oh, this is what I saw with the safety. And everybody's like, quarterback at the receiver position. I'm like, you guys don't even remember. I think he ran like a 4-3-40. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like People are like, wait, what are you talking about? He's fast. Yeah, he's like special fast. Not even like, <laughs> man, for a white guy, he's really fast. Like, no, he's just fast. No qualification there needed. He is fast. You have a solidified, like, fast. I was trying th- to find it if I can't. I mean, if he ran, like, even a 4 4, though, as like a receiver, that's impressive. Maybe not for like the receiver position, but like for Cooper Cup, the reason we know why there. But it's just like, you are right. He does have good size. He's like 6 2, isn't he? Yeah, 6'2", 208. So he's a big body receiver as well. So you look at that and you're like, well, okay, there's one. He's super fast. He's intelligent. And he's got great hands. Like his touchdown reception that he had against Arizona, I didn't realize how close that was. From not necessarily being intercepted. Yeah, but I mean, it was like it was a low pass on the defender's hands. You have a defender directly in front of you. And the fact that you're still able to reach out, diving, keep the ball off the ground, not have it bounce up. And then get you know your body down in bounds for the touchdown reception. It's pretty freaking impressive. Yeah, I also thought it was an amazing throw. It, I'm it not really usually was. the guy that's like, oh man, that was good. Like I don't give Kyler Murray credit for the hail mary. Like, you just threw it to an area <laughs> that was 
all DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but, but Stafford put that ball where only exactly. Cooper Cup could get it. I thought it was amazing. And I felt bad, too, for the defensive back because even on the broadcast, they're like, how do you how do you guard that? Like, he did everything he was supposed to do. Yeah. Like, it's a great receiver. He was right there in position. He missed it by like less than inches, though. And still, like a phenomenal throw. I can remember getting in an argument with a guy that I worked with one time because it was either like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, somebody, one of those historically great quarterbacks, had a touchdown throw, and it was like super low where only the receiver could get it. Like, and the guy made the argument of everybody says this is an accurate quarterback, but he didn't even hit the guy in the numbers. Like, no. <laughs> that is not what accuracy means. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you are throwing that ball up there high. When you look at a pitcher, back. sometimes you need to hit the, the outside corner, <laughs> right. not directly down the middle. Or you know what? You got an 0-2 count? Yeah, I'm going to put this curveball in the dirt and see if you swing at it. Sometimes you just do it. <laughs> yeah. And it, if you can like purposely mess up, that's impressive. Because yeah. I accidentally mess up on my pitches. Like I want a curveball high outside. That's low in the I have no location. <laughs> had, <laughs> had, never have, still don't to this day. I don't understand how pitchers do it. Mm. It's remarkable. The strike zone is small enough. And like, then to be like, oh, by the way, I'm going to put this one low and outside. <laughs> no, it's coming high heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I don't oh, hit you. Off back. Cool. Shit, did uh-huh. it again. Yeah, I'm just trying to get it right to the middle. That's where I always aim. <laughs> I didn't pitch on like some great level. I had a coach that'd be like, uh, like running out to the mound. He'd be like, "Hey, just live low, live low, like live at the knees." I'm like, "Coach, I I'm just know. trying to live strike zone." Yeah, close. <laughs> like I walked, I walked three dudes last inning. Shut up. Uh huh. <laughs> I was a terrible pitcher, terrible <laughs> baseball player too. I didn't realize until um, I was about 17 or 18 that I needed contact lenses. <laughs> I, I needed to correct my vision because yeah. it's actually really bad. Or even you see uh, baseball players and they're talking about like, oh, yeah, I saw the seams of the ball. That thing was a white blur. I saw (laughs) nothing. I saw no seams whatsoever. I never saw it left of hand coming from (laughs) 60 mile an hour pitchers. Right. I take a fucking guess where that ball is going to go. Swing. (laughs) Holy shit, I hit it. (laughs) My eyes were closed half the time. I was (laughs) swinging the bat. Um, Another one for you, though. Would you rather have a clothing brand named after you or an award named after you? So I think of this like clothing brand, Jordan. Yeah, like That's, Jordan brand. LeBron's and it's like award. Stuff. It's just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is, I might go clothing brand. I was thinking I, about it before we got here, but like the award, I feel like that's cool. But like over time, maybe it depends on like how prestigious the award is. But right. if it's like you win the Austin Cunningham, like citizen of the year award, <laughs> who fucking cares? For Southwest Missouri. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, thank like, you. Like, <laughs> right but also like the money that goes into the clothing brand mm-hmm. like if you remove that because if i'm getting the money from the jordan brand yeah i'll take that 100 billionaire uh, but if it is just like you know some other clothing brand like if i'm <laughs> mr fila or i get to be heisman trophy guy yeah i'm gonna take the award but i do think that the award probably means a little bit more just because people will be like oh he's created that position yeah. i bet there are a lot of people out there that Maybe not a lot of people. I bet there are some kids out there that don't even realize Jordan brand is Michael Jordan. Probably, honestly. They're just like, oh, this is a basketball brand. This is what everybody wore. And then maybe later in life they will hopefully realize, like, oh, this is the greatest basketball brand. I mean, moving forward, I guarantee you there'll be a lot of people. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jordan is getting older. So, like, all these new younger generations. And next up is going to be LeBron, though. 
Yeah, like oh, in dude, 50 I got years. The, I got the crown on my shoe. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I was actually surprised that LeBron hasn't gone more the Jordan route to where it's like, this is my brand. Like, this is the LeBron brand. Here are my shirts. My shoes don't have the Nike logo. They've got my logo on them. Yeah, it's kind of like a combination. But, right. I mean, he's also got that lifelong deal with Nike. Yeah. So maybe it was part of, like, Nike could just continue to pay me instead of – because Jordan kind of separated himself. Yeah. Like, it's still under Nike, but it is his own the Jordan brand. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're, I mean, even in football and baseball now, you got guys wearing Jordan stuff, which is cool. Either is way, you're good. Cool. I do think there is something cool about those prolific awards, though. I mean, like winning the Fred Bolitnikoff Award. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's a great receiver. I don't know where he played. I don't either. I know it was a long time ago, and apparently he was good at it. So they named an award after him. Yeah, is this also like some old white dude from the 1920s? Probably. Exactly. <laughs> uh, last one for you. It was going a little bit viral after we stopped recording yesterday. And it's this new Kevin James movie where he plays Sean Payton. And the question for the would you rather, would you rather see the Kurt Warner movie, which looks like absolute trash, or the Kevin James Sean Payton movie, which looks like absolute trash? Yeah, probably the Kurt Warner movie. Like the Sean Payton movie, maybe it's just because I had expectations of it was going to be like a realistic version of what the fuck I happened. I thought it was going to be like a documentary. Yes. not a rumors of a Sean Payton movie. And like I love Kevin James as an actor. This dude didn't lose a lick of weight to play Sean Payton. He didn't he change didn't. fucking nothing. I remember when we were doing radio and it was like announced like, oh, okay, well, he got in shape for that wrestling movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not this one. No, he looks like he just gained weight. Poor Sean Payton. Man, like they're like, you're gonna they're gonna make a movie about you. Like, yeah. this is fantastic. He's like, who's gonna play me? Brad Pitt. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's fucking Kevin James. <laughs> and like I noticed during the previous no like, hate to Kevin a James. A lot of the clips that they show Kevin James, it's like he's got this similar like facial like expressions I show. Yeah, he did a have, pretty good job in that. And they show him like nipple high of like, hey, Kevin James looks good. And then they show another clip of him like running away from something. And it was like, uh, okay, Santa Claus, see you there. And I love when they do these movies too. So it's this is going to be a kid's movie. And I tweeted it out yesterday. I really liked the first time I saw this movie when it was called Little Giants. Because that's what it is. It's like, oh, our team sucks, but then we're going to get better. And I bet they win the championship. I don't even know if that's what really happened or not. But it's just every time you see Kevin James, he's wearing like New Orleans Saints gear. Like, guess what? Sean Payton's just not walking around day to day life wearing New Orleans Saints gear yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has just normal clothes that he wears. <laughs> not in a movie, though. And it's nope. going to be so corny. I'm right there with you. I shit on the Kurt Warner movie a lot. I think it's going to be better than the. Sean Payton one. And I feel like what they messed up with the Kurt Warner movie is that they had to like film it during the middle of COVID. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that's how they make movies, but there was like nobody in the stands. So like when they're recreating these big moments, it's just this actor dropping back to throw the football. Hopefully this one looks like he can actually throw a football. Because mm-hmm. if I see him throwing, it looks like this kid did drama all through school and didn't play lick well, this sports. Is, yeah, I think you can not going to watch it. Uh, the trailers and be like, there's no football people involved in this. Yes. No one that knows anything about football or if there is, they're not listening to where's the guy who did like the football choreography for uh, radio. Like I thought that football movie was a long time. So like the football moments were just like awesome. Like that was my favorite part of the movie was like getting to see these guys actually play. And when they filmed the movie, like, cause I had the DVD as a kid, 
you'd watch like behind the scenes to like the extra stuff. And like the guy who sets the moment was like, yeah, we're going to have real fans on the stands. We're going to have music playing. Like we're going to set the moment here for these players. Yeah. So they feel it. And that'll come across on camera. Where yes. was that guy after this Kurt Warner movie where you're sitting here throwing this amazing touchdown in a, in a Super Bowl? Is that your favorite football movie? Um, that and remember the Titans. I'm still sucker for remember the Titans. Yeah. Like the, another football movie that I, I just, I really like, I'll watch it anytime it's on is like, uh, the replacements. I never really liked the replacements. Yeah. A lot of people do. And it's not really my, thing. I just thought it was funny. Cause like, there's that moment where like Keanu Reeves is not playing quarterback and the new guy comes in and there's that <laughs> one of the offensive linemen, the big Asian dude's like, Hey, why don't you try like running around a little bit? And the guy's like, I don't do that. And he's like, well, maybe you should try. Have you seen? I don't the know movie, why I just think that was funny. The Parent Trap. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the dad in that movie, what's his name? Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. I watched The Parent Trap recently with my daughters for the first time, and I also watched Christmas Vacation with them in the same weekend. Uh-huh. And I pointed out to them that cousin Eddie is actually brothers with the dad from The Parent Trap. That's how I had to explain it to them. They're like, like really brothers? Yeah. Oh, shit. They could not believe it. There's I don't believe it. No way. Yes. Dennis and Randy Quaid. They are legitimate brothers. The they have the same, they had the same look on their face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's like uh, Shitter's full and he's filling it up outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is something that a lot of people don't know. I think it's probably you thing on this one. But they they could not believe it. They made me Google both their names and be like, show me they have the same last name. I'm about to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know right here on Mike Tuff. Uh, that is it for us today, though. Make sure you visit our great sponsor, Roper Kia. Go mention us here at Mike Tuff. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow, maybe with some uh, recruiting updates, maybe some COVID updates on who's going to play, who's not going to. But we'll be right here in the call-in app at 10 o'clock Central Time.